fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome into it. It is the greatest day of the entire week. I don't care what anybody says, man. Tuesdays are awesome. The post-Monday celebration, we set the tone for the entire week. We just carpe diem all over this place, baby. We are ready to rock and roll for another one so welcome into it and boy do we have a lot to break down for you on a tuesday broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in wichita kansas on our flagship radio station we are all over the country radio tv live streaming podcasting however you watch or listen to the show we love you to death we thank you more than we can say each and every day this is the voice reason i am andy hoosier your millennial general your source of truth, reason, and common sense. Your dashing conservative radio host. Your sultry sounds of the airwaves. Your millennial think tank. Your patriot of the prairies. Your headbanging host of the Hoosierisms. Your... I think that's all I got. Is that good? <laughs> I think that's all I got for this one. Welcome in. A pair, I, well, I gotta... See, I have to lay out all the names because people know me my different things, right? I mean, the other side may have some other names for me as well, but I have different names for it so that way everybody can recognize who they're actually talking to or listening to or communicating with because we like to go under numerous different pseudonyms on the program, which apparently we're not the only ones because Joe Biden apparently has lots of pseudonyms as well as he's been under investigation now showing that he has numerous different emails being sent out with him under false names, false pretenses, and the pseudonyms of the Biden family as the Biden corruption investigation continues, and we have the latest here with our latest in what's trending. What's trending today? By the way, I think we're going to use a lot of those names for the voice of reason here. We may have to use some of those as we <laughs> move on as well. I kind of like the, heg- the head-banging host of Hoosierisms because you don't know what you're going to get. And yet that really shows the uniqueness of what this program is all about. Anyways, let's talk about the Biden's family for a second here. According to the National Review, latest study and latest report shows... That while performing a search on the collection of vice presidential records related to June 9th of 2022's request, they've identified more than 5,138 email messages, 25 electronic files, and 200 pages of potentially responsive records showing that Joe Biden had gone under numerous different pseudonyms, email addresses, and names while doing business foreign with his brother with his son Hunter Biden some of those accounts include email addresses that include robinware456 at gmail jrbwr that's a r e r jrbware at gmail.com and robert l peters at pci.gov now come on man this is a request that we put in in June of 2022 We're just getting this information now. This is part of the Hunter Biden laptop that was turned into the FBI all the way back when that they deemed as just Russian collusion and just misinformation from the Russians. That's what they told us. Remember, remember, that's what they told us. And now we're finally just getting this information a year and a half later. 
regarding Joe Biden while he was vice president of the United States with all of the documents that he had in his uh, professor's lab and in some like small Chinatown place and in his garage next to his Corvette and all these boxes and where they're just like, Meh, it's OK, totally cool. The mainstream media is not covering it at all. And we're just getting this information now while he's scuffling about as the president of the United States pretending to know what he's talking about. Because remember, Joe Biden, you doing all right? Do, doing okay? Stop it. Right. Stop it now. I'm sorry. I'm being very mean. I got to got to calm down just for a moment here. Because the pseudonyms for Joe Biden are now released. Now, Andy, how do we know they're really him? Well, normally, they government being our, um, I guess, the law enforcement branch of our government, the FBI, the CIA, other ones that uh, try and track us, keep us safe, the domestic securers of the nation, they can tell what pizza you ordered for lunch today based on tracking your Gmail account, tracking your smartphone, tracking your GPS, tracking your phone calls, tracking your text messages, tracking your your smart car that uh, has microphones in it, listening to everything that you do. They know what food you ate. They know when you passed flatulence throughout the hour. They know exactly what you're all about. But yet, they didn't know about these emails. They didn't know about the corruption that was going on with the Biden family. They did not know. Uh, they didn't know anything about Joe Biden colluding with Hunter Biden to talk to foreign agencies, foreign governments, foreign countries to make their business dealings, making millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. In fact, now the question is, why in the world have we not submitted those articles of impeachment for Joe Biden, railing on him for the lies that he's committed and the bribery that he's performed as well? Kevin McCarthy over the weekend on the Sunday program on Fox News talked about all the stuff that's come to light. Only because Republicans took the majority have we found out what President Biden told us when he was running for office is not true. He, he said he never had any dealings with his son's business, and that he never even talked to him. We've now found out not only did he call into the meetings, he went to dinner, and after the dinner, Hunter Biden got a new Porsche, that there was 3.5 million transferred. We now found out as he was a sitting vice president, the family created 20 shell companies. They received 16 of 17 payments from Romania, while he was vice president. We now found that the money would flow to nine family members. He has to continue to change this. But since then, we found a movement of his administration of weaponization. We found that now the uh, special prosecutor, David Weiss, actually let the statute of limitations run out on Hunter Biden's taxes. All right, let's get into that in a second. This is a kind of a long audio bit, so we'll break it up here for you as we move along. So we've learned about all the things they've done before. Now we're learning about the things we're doing as president. But we want to know, first off, what he did as vice president. And you know me, I don't focus on a lot of this on this program because I'm a policy guy. I want to talk about bills. I want to talk about legislation. I want to talk about taxes. I want to talk about budgets. The legal side of this and the corruption that goes on in Washington, D.C., I don't focus a lot of time and attention on because we know they're corrupt. We know that they're lying. We know that they abuse their power. We know that they take advantage of the system. We know every time there's a new bill that's passed that has more government control in it, consuming another industry in the nation, we know that it's for their own personal benefit where they're getting back-end deals for millions upon millions of dollars. We know that we're losing our personal freedom. It's nothing new. We already know how corrupt Joe Biden is. A lot of other shows talk about it. I don't focus a lot of attention on it because there's not much more to say other than, duh, he's corrupt. And he deserves to be in jail. And he deserves to be fined to the nth degree, along with the Obamas, 
along with the Clintons and everything that they've done. We know they're corrupt. We know that the Department of Justice is not going to do anything because they're also corrupt, conveniently. Hint, hint, wink, wink, because the Democrats that have put the right people in power to rub their back to where they just look the other way. Again, we love using the phrase, these aren't the droids you're looking for. We already know this. This is nothing new. This is nothing um, uh, different from what we're already aware of. So I don't like to regurgitate and just beat the same dead horse over and over and over again. However, the pseudonym name is interesting. Because while the government looks the other way for pseudonyms and fake email accounts for the Biden family, on the other hand, they turn it to us where we're being tracked constantly. We have constant hearings from the House committees and Senate committees talking about the violation of privacy. Yes, regardless of whether we like it or not, we actually have the right to privacy in this nation. We're allowed to think without the government knowing about what we're thinking about. We're allowed to say things without the government knowing exactly what we say. And the argument to them is, well, we're trying to fight domestic terrorism and hate speech and crimes. Okay. Hate speech is another conversation because that's kind of dumb because you should be able to say really what you want to. And then if people don't like it, then either you have thick skin to not let it affect you or you say, hey, that's not cool because and you educate them to where they don't have that opinion any longer. Hate speech is kind of a weird thing on its own. If you're a terrorist wanting to harm the country, then, yeah, we have to find a way to stop you. But monitoring everybody in order to do so is not okay. And this really took the next step in that level of monitoring and the lack of private uh, privacy in the country was after 9-11 and the signing of the Patriot Act. And many conservatives, and I have to admit at that time, I myself included, was like, yeah, you know what? Not a big deal. They're not going to study us that badly, are they? They're not going to watch us and monitor us that badly, are they? And then we started learning about metadata. And then we started learning that social media was really being watched by the government and the consumption of that massive amounts of data from the social media into the servers for the federal government. Then we start learning about how technology is going. We talked with Dark Aeon yesterday about that book with technology and AI. They're collecting everything. The smartphones are collecting everything. Your smart car, if you have that Tesla driving around, guess what? That monitor of that camera where you can watch it on your phone to watch who's driving it and where they're at and the temperature in the seat that they have, that's not just you monitoring that. Here's a newsflash for you. Other people are watching it too. And we're so conditioned to it that now my generation, the younger generation, the millennials, are so accustomed to it. They're like, yeah, it's okay. You can monitor my website, my email completely for a free pizza, which the latest poll shows that they're okay with that. If you get a free pizza out of it, you're totally cool with the government watching every email. If I'm not doing anything wrong, I have nothing to hide, totally fine. They're not going to come after me. But at what line is drawn before people start getting that eerie hair standing up on the back of their neck sense that the government right there? The government's really close to you watching everything that you're doing. And at the same time, the Department of Justice, while they have all that information for you and I and everybody else and this 350 million people across the population of the nation, they don't know the pseudonym emails and the fake email accounts and a Gmail for nonetheless, two of them, and a government account that were pseudonym fake email accounts for Joe Biden, the vice president of the United States, doing backdoor deals with Russia and with Ukraine and with China with his son Hunter, whom he's lied repeatedly about, saying that he had no business dealings with any of them and had no clue what his son was actually up to. We found that the FBI actually informed Hunter Biden and the inaugural committee 
prior to our ability to go and interview him. We also have a DOJ that um, gave us, tried to give a sweetheart deal to Hunter Biden, and the judge said no. So, if you look at all the information we've been able to gather so far, it is a natural step forward that you would have to go to an impeachment inquiry. And just so your, your um, viewers understand what that means, that provides Congress the apex of legal power to get all the information they need. Because remember what's laying out there right now. We have an attorney general that could have lied to the American public which he has now named a special prosecutor. All right, so he goes on to talk about the inquiry into impeachment. The little baby steps. We're going to inquire into it. We're going to open up a panel to discuss whether we should do so or not. This is the way the Republicans work, unfortunately. Democrats, man, they, they already had two impeachments on Donald Trump. They were going after him, even for false information that they knew was false and knew it were absolute lies. They didn't care. They rammed it through to make sure that they got their impeachment done on Donald Trump with very little to no evidence. We have more evidence than we can contain in a one-hour program to break it all down for you, and yet we have to open up an inquiry to the impeachment. Some say that the Republicans will not impeach during election time because they don't want it to look political. I'm here to tell you, everything Republicans do are political. Everything that Democrats do are political. It's a game of politics. And I don't care what type of narrative the mainstream media tries to send. I don't care what type of narrative that the Democrats try to send saying that, well, it's just political going into an election season that they're going to try and use as an example to have Joe Biden not be president of the United States or at least the candidate for it in 2024. We have to see justice be fulfilled because he's committed many, many crimes and he has to be held accountable for it, unlike everybody else that's been non-held accountable in government. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed, it is 24 minutes past the hour, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. We always love being to death. Should I go down the pseudonyms again here on the show? I want to read you something, by the way, as we look at the investigation into Joe Biden, who, let's just say, is under investigation and is having an inquiry opened up on impeachment processes from the House of Republicans, because, well, they don't want to just roll out the articles of impeachment and actually vote on it and actually do the job as Republicans, which is to get the whip to actually get the Republicans to vote on it in unison because, well, there are some Republicans that won't do that because we don't know how to unite and actually work together and do something substantial, which is actually hold people accountable for when they commit crimes. Now, I want to read you something. This is according to CarmichaelLegal.com. As a constitutional legal firm, I want to read to you what bribery statutes are. And I want you to put this into context for thinking about the dealings that he's done by uh, trying to dominate certain countries, telling them they have to get rid of their own attorney generals, that they have to do certain things, that all of a sudden that after, you know, they make a decision that all of a sudden Joe Biden shows up in a new Porsche, whatever. I want to just put these into context for you. Since the early days of our country's history, the United States Constitution provided that the president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for, among other things, bribery. 
It is listed among the treason and other high crimes and misdemeanors. Oh, according to Article 2, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution. Under federal law, it is a crime for anyone to, quote, directly or indirectly, corruptly give officers or promises anything of value to any public official or person who has been selected to be a public official with the intent to influence any official act, influence any public official to commit or aid in committing or allow fraud or induce a public official to do or omit any act in violation of their lawful duty. Now, I want to stop right there because that right there, that essentially sums up every politician who has made money off of a bill passing. That puts a major red flag in every uh, special interest where if a politician promotes some bill to get money into their state and all of a sudden they see a million dollars pop up into their bank account, which is why someone like, oh, I don't know, Mitch McConnell or Nancy Pelosi or even Joe Biden or Barack Obama or anybody that passed bills and that all of a sudden has way more money than what they did beforehand, that's considered bribery isn't it oh you accepted these funds and now don't worry we'll go ahead and pass your bill i'll vote for that sure wouldn't that also be considered as well with uh, the shenanigans of even a whip and saying hey if you pass this omnibus package that has so much in it we don't even know what the hell's in there the only reason for you to pass it is if we put a special program and special funding for a project in your district or in your state then don't worry then you'll go ahead and vote for it that's bribery isn't it at least to me, in my interpretation, it would be, although I'm not a legal expert, so what the hell do I know? It's also a crime, they continue, for a public official to directly or indirectly, corruptly demand, seek, receive, accept, or agree to accept anything of value personally in return for being influenced in the performance of any official act to commit or aid in committing or allow any fraud or be induced to uh, to do or omit any act of violation of their official duties. That's according to 18 U.S. Code 201, bribery of public officials and witnesses. There you are. Now, when Joe Biden all of a sudden rolled out in a Porsche after whatever dealing that Hunter Biden fill in the blank for the dealings that Hunter Biden did and the pseudonym that he was used, what could he potentially be charged with? Bribery penalties. As they say, the penalties for bribery of a public official includes a fine of up to three times the value of the bribe and imprisonment for up to 15 years in federal penitentiary. A conviction can also disqualify the individual from holding any office of honor, trust, or profit under the United States. Well, it sounds like all those millions upon millions of dollars that the Biden family received, they may have to pay back three times and have 15-year in federal penitentiary for each one of those accounts. It's going to start racking up, which is why you don't see Hillary Clinton, which is why you don't see Nancy Pelosi, which is why you don't see Barack Obama, which is why you don't see the Biden family in jail trying to pay all that back because they can't. So, hello, corrupt DOJ. These aren't the droids you're looking for. the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, this is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I got to tell you, if you ever want to feel really dumb for a moment, just get online and watch these kids break these ridiculous records. Over the break, I just saw a video on the Instagram of a kid that just broke the record for solving a Rubik's Cube in 3.13 seconds. Oh, yeah. Three. No, yeah. Three. (laughs) 3.13 seconds. I've never, I'll just reiterate this, I've never been able to solve a Rubik's Cube unless I, like, take it apart and then move the sticker colors around. (laughs) See? 
trying to play the political side of the Rubik's Cube. Damn straight. Welcome back into the program. Last half hour on the home stretch here. As you know, this program's all over the place, multiple radio stations all over the country, plus TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch, listen to the show. We always love you to death. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag here on The Voice Reason as uh, we go up to uh, one of our favorite areas. We love uh, up there. I need to go up there because it's beautiful, although I've always been scared to go to the Seattle area. Well, for the obvious reasons, I'm waiting for Chaz or Chad or whatever the hell they called it to come back because that was the party place, right? Yeah, and our latest in What's Trending. What's Trending Today? As we uh, gear up for election season right around the corner, really happy to have this next guest on the program as he is a former senior advisor to uh, Bangladesh as the U.S. ambassador, a Army Special Forces Intelligence Operations and Special Forces Engineer, including being a Green Beret, and he's now he's running for the governor for the great state of Washington, Mr. Semi Bird on the line with us here. Semi, how are you, my friend? Brother, I'm doing well. It's another day in paradise, and Washington is beautiful, and it will be beautiful again, I promise you that. I I really have to make it up because all the pictures I see is like the most beautiful place in the world. It's just uh, there's some wild politics that go on up there, isn't there? It is. I mean, it really is. And I think it's getting to a point where everyday citizens are saying enough is enough. We we have what was the Emerald City, Seattle, Washington, this beautiful port city, unique culture, should be the tourist capital this side of the Mississippi. It is now a cesspool of homelessness, of despair, of crime. And in a state like Washington, how is this possible? You would ask, well, We've been electing these career politicians that have failed us over and over and over again. It's time to replace them with career Americans, and that's what we're all about. Yeah, amen to that. What does the economy look like up there right now? Obviously, nationwide, we're seeing an average inflation rate of anywhere between 15 to 20 percent over the past three years under the Biden administration. I know that the economy shot up pretty dramatically in Washington, especially in the Seattle, Washington area, after a lot of the tech boom that happened up there and a lot of the uh, a lot of money came in that way. But with that on top of everything else we're seeing as an average nationwide, I can only imagine what the price of gas is, what the price for a loaf of bread is. It's got to be insane. It is insane. And so we have no shield to Bidenomics whatsoever. In fact, it's worse because of poor governance of this administration. We've passed this bill cap and trade, which because of climatology uh, ideology, we now have the highest gas prices in the nation. And that goes back and forth between California and us. And so, no, it's out of control. Over $5 per gallon, depending on where you go. It's unnecessary overtaxation without true representation and again we need change in washington yeah how much uh how much impact has it had on a lot of the environmental policy i know jay Inslee when he ran for president a few years ago and and really tried to go after uh, his entire platform was we're going to go after guns and we're going to go after the environmental policies to try and bring the green new uh stuff in what is that doing to the state right now well, absolutely. So, you know, we've lost our Second Amendment rights, you know, in Washington State, it's Article 1, Section 24, which gives us more protections, right, to protect ourselves, our families, our property. And so they put a ban on, on, on what they deem as assault weapons. Um, they put this cap and trade on, which has raised our prices at the gas pump. They continue to use climate change as an excuse to penalize the citizens of Washington State. They violated the Constitution again 
with what they deemed an excise tax, which is in fact as defined by the IRS as an income tax, which is unconstitutional according to our state constitution. And so he is literally delivering in all of his promises to destroy the state under a different name, you know, Green New Deal. Um, no, he is succeeding. And again, the people are ready. So he's not running. But Bob Ferguson, his attorney general, and you mentioned at the outset of your show, the chop and the jazz, that nightmare. Um, so now Bob Ferguson, responsible for that and the lawlessness in the state, has been handed the baton from Jay Inslee to continue that legacy yeah. of destruction of Washington state. And that's why the people, the citizens are ready change. Oh, I can imagine. I, I can imagine that there are so many people wanting a difference. Talk about that incident for a second with CHOP or Chaz or whatever the hell they called it. Uh, but how did that even come to be? Because um, I don't know how that would happen if uh, a bunch of individuals tried to just block off city streets in the downtown and say, this is ours now, we're going to have our own society. Um, doesn't that include law enforcement coming in and laying down the law when we had politicians that are just like, well, yeah, it's the summer of love, summer of fun, just have a good time and you know, we'll just clean up the mess thereafter. How do we get to that point to where we just allow a bunch of renegades to just take over some city city streets and just rampage and just break through businesses and do whatever the hell they want to do? Well, that's it. Again, it's it's a case of these ideologists. I, well, I'm going to put it this way: special interest groups. This is in response to what happened with George Floyd, right? And this is nothing to do with Washington State. Nothing to do with Washington politics, everything to do with special interest groups looking for reasons and ways to divide us within our own state. And then because we lack leadership, because we lack that intestinal fortitude to stand for law and order and the Constitution, they literally allowed these special interest groups to establish an autonomous zone. But yet we hear January 6th over and over and over again and see those prosecutions nonstop but they allowed it in Washington state. And meanwhile, we're watching on TV as they're setting a fire to the Seattle police department substations and unloading M 16s out the back of a Prius that was deemed a summer of love and okay. This is the hypocrisy run amok. And that has continued not to chop and chaz in so much as the continuance of a lack of accountability and responsibility. They have passed more laws to hamstring our law enforcement professionals. They continue to demonize our law enforcement professionals, making police pursuit unreasonable, passing laws that make it easier for criminals to become criminals. It's getting crazy. And that's, again, while people are saying no more. We're not going to allow it anymore. Enough is enough. Yeah, we're talking with Semi Bird, candidate for governor for the state of Washington, which you can find his website at birdforgovernor.com. Semi, for those that may not know who you are in that area, and we have a lot of listeners in that area uh, as well, talk about your background. Talk about what led you up to this point and and made you throw your hat in the ring for this race. You know, I, I, I have to, I'd be remiss if I didn't go back to the very beginning. You know, I, I'm literally that kid born in the uh, ghetto of East Oakland, California, mm-hmm. you know, 1961, without civil rights. Yesterday, we celebrated the 60-year anniversary of the March on Washington. Martin Luther King Jr., his fight for equality of opportunity, and let me mark, not equity of outcome. This is America, meritocracy, or as I like to call it, a meritocracy. Work hard enough, 
right? Do what you need to do. And there's nothing you cannot accomplish in this great nation. We are all born shareholders in this great nation. Um, Mom raised me never to be a victim, right? And so my color did not determine my outcome in life because I've achieved the American dream because of the way I was raised. That strong household, even though born to a single woman with seven children, my mother was strong. She ensured that I had the tools that I needed. And that was self-respect, self-esteem to understand my self-worth. Mom moved me to Seattle, Washington when I was seven years old. Um, struggled academically, right? But mom kept pushing and pushing. I dropped out of high school. I joined the Marine Corps, served two enlistments in the Marine Corps, got my diploma. Um, later, got my bachelor's degree, summa cum laude, 4.0, and we never give up on a child. Children learn differently. I certainly did. Got my graduate degree, finishing up my PhD in organizational psychology, as you alluded to. Um, post 9-11, I volunteered to be a Green Beret. Um, became a Green Beret Special Forces at age 43. So when someone says I can't, I say I'm an American, not an American. Served in combat, Bronze Star Valor, Purple Heart Combination Medals. It's not the medal. It's serving something greater than oneself. It's putting yourself out there for your brothers and your sisters for that flag for what America stands for. And then I went reserve status, and I took a job with the United States Department of Energy, went from GS nothing to GS 14 out of 50, 15, became a federal director. I can go on, taught at Washington State University. I became a behavioral scientist. I'm a performance consultant. I teach leaders how to be better leaders, help organizations become more efficient and better performing organizations, something I think we need in government. (laughs) So, um yeah, so, my so in other words, literally. In, in other words, you're the ultimate badass in the military with a psychology behind you to know how people think and how they act, and that's a dangerous mixture right there, my friend. To be, able to, I love it. That's fantastic. You know, that's why I say a career American replacing career politicians. You know, <laughs> there's so many citizens out there that have the qualifications that has a resume to bring common sense governance, and that's why I said my first day in office. I'm going to call for a third-party audit of all state programs and all state offices. And so we see how these programs are performing. Where is the money going? How do we justify to our citizens how we are spending their taxpayer dollars? How can we tell them that we're doing a good job and running this state? Well, we can't because we have it. We have no transparency. So we're bringing those change. We're literally bringing solutions with action. And that's what we need, not only in our state. But in our nation, we need common sense back. We need to restore self-governance back to the people where power belongs. Yeah, Amen to that. Semi, hang on the line here. I want to continue that conversation when we come back after the break. It's Semi Bird, candidate for governor for the state of Washington. Bird4Governor.com. You guys got a good one. Let's see if we can't start changing that state around. Lots more to come up right around the corner here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, truth, reason, common sense is what we're all about here on the program. This guy's rocking it, man, as we try to figure out ways to start shifting the political landscape just a little bit. We're hanging out with Semi Bird, uh, candidate for governor for the state of Washington. Bird4Governor.com is the website. Go and check it out. 
as we try and get things back on track. And Semi, you alluded to it a little bit ago, which I love hearing success stories like this because it warms my heart and it shows that it's not dead. Because one of the questions I had for you is, do you think the American dream is dead in society today? Because it seems like the other side's trying pretty darn hard to try and kill it off, aren't they? Well, they are. They are. And, and I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and I, I, I don't think that way. I, I, I'm a scientist, so I, yeah. I go off of facts, right? It, they must matter. And the reality is this. America has always been that land of liberty, freedom, and opportunity. And we've always been, by our foundation, a nation of diversity. So we must acknowledge that. That is our heritage, that we came from all over the world, all different races, all different creeds, all religions came here fleeing oppression, subjugation, right? Tyranny. We came here. So this is what America is and always has been. And we lost our way and evil snuck in and it's coming back again via these special interest groups that are dead set on dividing us. And America as a constitutional republic, what is our Achilles heel is when we are divided because our strength is when we are united as a people, as one people, Americans. That is where we are our weakest when we're divided, and that's why they're doing it. And so, no, the American dream is alive and well, and through my messaging and campaigning, I am trying to ensure that everyone understands what we stand for. We stand for that Constitution. We stand for the flag. We stand for America. And if we can get our heads around that and back to common sense, human decency and civility, then we will save our state. And if the rest of the nation can get their heads around that, then we can save our nation. Yeah, we'd be in better shape. Uh, You mentioned, and we talked a little bit about this off the air, but the younger generation. Right now we have a public education system that's teaching us about resegregation essentially we're seeing a segregated economy right now they're teaching about how evil the country is losing that vision of how great america can be but yet it seems like it's not quite working for some because it seems like you as we were mentioning that the younger generations are beginning to wake up and realize what's really going on here they are they are we so we have formed and we did this at the outset of our campaign because we knew we were going to be that multi-ethnic, multi-generational campaign that says, we're all Americans. We want you all with us for one purpose, right? To reunite and redefine. And when I say redefine, to rediscover our heritage as Americans, we need to understand and recognize who we are. And that is, once we realize our strength, that we are a nation of freedom, liberty, and opportunity, that when people tell us that the color of your skin defines your outcome, that, that that makes no that makes no sense. Yeah. You're literally telling a person who's black and brown that there's something wrong with them. I call that racist. And when you tell a small child who's white that they are somehow responsible for slavery that happened so long ago, that is wrong. And young people know that it's wrong. And these are the people of common sense as well. And I know we say entitled in all these other things, but when common sense looks you in the face. And wrong looks you in the face what they're doing in schools today. These kids know better. These young adults, they know better. And because we opened up our door to them and we're listening to them and we're giving them an opportunity in our campaign to participate, they are jumping on board both feet and they are passionate about birth for governor. So we're excited. Mm, I absolutely love it. Uh, I just had one of my listeners on the live stream say that uh, Washington State, we need to give them the bird. 
I, I like that. I, th- I, I think that needs it. to be a campaign slogan. I love it. Uh, last 20 seconds here. If people want to reach out to you, if they want to get more information, if they want to help you out in any way, shape, or form, how can they do so? Please go to Bird for Governor. Go to birdforgovernor.com, birdforgovernor.com. You can go to our Facebook, Simi Bird for Washington, Simi Bird for Governor of Washington. And folks, we need your donations. Most of our money comes from small dollar donations from those who actually want change. Walk away from the nonsense, get on board. Let's save this great state of Washington. Amen to that. Let's get on board and do it. Semi, I appreciate the time very much, my friend. Good luck on the campaign trail here. We will definitely be having you on as the campaign continues. What do you say? Thank you, brother, and God bless you all. Thank Thank you so much. You as well. Appreciate it very much. Again, there it is, Semi Bird, candidate for governor for the state of Washington. Birdforgovernor.com. Go and check out the website. Check out everything he's all about. We'll talk some more policy issues next time he's back on the program, which we'll do very, very soon again. There it is. Show's all done already. Podcast up in a little bit. It's time for you to be your own a catalyst for change. Be your own voice of reason. Until then, this is the voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.